0: Hey everybody, welcome back to our corner one. Today I'm gonna be talking about general things that you guys may wanna know if you're interested in filing for 501c3 status. And so specifically in this video, I'm gonna talk about what is a 501c3, how to file for 501c3 status. And then I'm gonna briefly talk about some pros and cons to determining if a 501c3 entity is best for your organizational needs. So let's dive in. So 501c3 are actually tax categories that the IRS uses to determine if an organization is tax exempt at the federal and state level. According to the IRS, um, a 501C3 is a charitable organization that provides charitable services at large, at a large scale, to relieve a burden of the government by combating large-scale issues such as maintaining public buildings, eliminating prejudice and discrimination, relief of the poor and underprivileged, and different areas um, that many nonprofits seek to solve. Entity types can include religious-affiliated organizations, educational organizations, um, literary organizations, Organizations that focus on science and research, um, organizations that prevent different forms of cruelty and abuse, and then organizations that foster national or amateur sports competitions. In addition to the listed 501c3 types, I want you guys to also know that there are other 501c3s that aren't necessarily operating as a nonprofit, and those are going to be your public and private foundations. In addition to the general category of 501c3s, there are other 501c types. So you have 501c3s, 501c4s, 501c5s, um, and those are all different categories within the 501c Um, structure. So it's very important for you guys to understand um, that there's a lot of different categories that you can consider. Um, when you are looking to file for tax exempt status. But the most common, as you all may know, are your 501c3 entity types. So there are some specific guidelines that 501c3 entities must adhere to. The first one is 501c3 organizations must not operate for private interest. So what this means is a private company can have shareholders Um, that are able to receive funding um, based on what the company brings in in revenue. Nonprofits, however, cannot have shareholders. Um, All of the money that is raised, whether it's through a grant or through um, a foundation or even general donations from individuals must go to the founding purpose of the nonprofit organization. The organization must not be an action organization that attempts to engage in political activities so you cannot lobby you cannot engage in any attempt to influence legislation or a campaign Um, so you must be careful with the type of lobbying activities that your organization is seeking to engage in if you are filing or considering to file for 501c3 status and i hit on this a few moments ago but one of the bigger points is 501c3s must remain true to its founding purpose so if you are starting a local church If you are engaging in um, a animal shelter that prevents animal cruelty and abuse, your organization must adhere to what you are expected to do based on your articles of uh, incorporation for your nonprofit organization. According to the IRS, um, exempt status begins with completing a form 1023 application. I will link that in my description box for you guys to review. So. you'll have a general understanding of specific requirements for this form. Users must create an account via pay.gov to complete the 1023 form and also pay the user fees that are associated with this form. The current filing fee is $600, so please keep that in mind. In addition to completing the 1023 form, additional documents will be required to upload as far as any financial data, clearly planned activities, and language and currency requirements. This specifically is talking about your organization's bylaws and or your articles of incorporation. Once you have uploaded all the required documents and you have completed the 1023 form, you will then have to wait on the IRS to review your application. Once your application has been reviewed and you have been approved for 501c3 uh, status, you are then required to register your organization with the state um, and go through any policies and procedures so that you can get tax exemption status uh, at the state level. To seek exemption from state taxes, you can check out the National Association of State Charity Officials to learn more about your state's requirements. So now we're going to talk about some pros and cons that you may want to consider as you are considering filing for a 501c3 status. And there's not a right or wrong answer when it comes to 501c3, it's about what works for your organization and what are your organizational needs as a nonprofit leader in the social sector space. And so one of the biggest pros that is an incentive for a lot of nonprofit leaders is the tax exemption. Um, As you all know, 501c3s are tax exempt at the federal and state level. The only thing that they have to pay for at the state level are employee payroll taxes. And so that is a great benefit for nonprofit leaders because most nonprofits operate on donations from their individual from individuals from um, foundations and from different organizations within the private sector and so um, that is something that you can consider as you are determining your organization's needs in addition to having tax exemption status a lot of the funding that nonprofits receive if you a great fundraising base a great donor engagement your money can go to the needs of operating your nonprofit and those that donate to your nonprofit are also able to get tax exemption from the donations that they've given they can write those donations off um, on their personal tax statements so that is also a great way to um, draw people in to donate to your cause however With any business structure, there is a few cons that, you know, it may not be a con to you, but in the research, I found that it is a con for some people. Nonprofits are public, and so all of your operations are out for the world to see um, so that you can ensure that you're being transparent and operating and using the public dollars that people have been donating to your organization. In addition to that, um, most nonprofit leaders would say there is a level of autonomy that they have in running the nonprofit, but typically they have to go through their board of directors. And so every nonprofit must have a board of directors that holds the nonprofit um, executive director or nonprofit director accountable to ensuring that the organization is headed in the right direction. And so that can cause some friction sometimes if you don't have an active board or if your board is never really on the same page about how certain decisions should be made. And so those are things that you should prepare yourself for as you are building your nonprofit organization. And the final thing that um sometimes is considered a con for nonprofit leaders is the funding itself while there are a lot of ways to bring in donations you want to consider how you guys are engaging with fundraising how you are engaging with your donors and there are some nonprofits that get a lot of funding um, and there are some that don't and so as you are building your nonprofit and thinking about ways that you want to bring in revenue, I highly encourage you guys to have a diversified portfolio of revenue options and not focusing solely on individual donations or grants only or foundations only. Make sure that you're mixing ways to bring in revenue so that your nonprofit isn't struggling financially. So those are some things that you guys can consider as you are building out your business plan. And now you are probably in the phase of wanting to actually apply for 501c3 status. If you came across this video, Um, I hope this information was helpful for you guys. Please check out my description box for additional resources that I've linked. Um, I know that the IRS website can be very difficult to understand as far as the language and stuff. So until next time, try to make the world a better place today.